to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. If you're new to the show, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports, the best place to take it to Vegas this football season, really all year round, with any major sport. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, in the Superbook Sports app. TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out. Got my lower body class at TrueMav scheduled for tomorrow evening. Looking forward to it. You can get classes morning, midday, or afternoon at TrueMavFitness.com. Your first class is free. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for the best car buying experience possible in all kinds of quality American-made Ford vehicles, guarantees on interest rates, and bonus cash. I'll tell you more about that later on in the show. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team can deliver. Get the Intel Edge with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators at GaryAshton.com. So, uh, offensive disconnect is what we're going to look at tonight. We are one game out of the first seed in the AFC. I'm just saying, says Leo. Well, yeah, let's not get crazy. But we are four games into the season, and I do think that we've started to learn some things about the Tennessee Titans, Something that's some things that they're capable of doing and some things where they clearly lack. Uh, more than anything, though, there's been a big disconnect with this offense that I've been really, really surprised to see so far, and something that I was absolutely sold on. When it came to uh, when it came to training camp and what we learned from training camp and what we thought we knew about training camp, so there's a lot of different elements to look at this from. But I'd like to start with your Two Rivers Ford take here this evening on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and simply ask you the question: What is the biggest disconnect for the Titans' offense through four games? Let's talk about it together here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, your biggest disconnect for this offense. And certainly you'll hear from Mike Rabel and a couple of other parties involved here in just a second. So there's a couple of places that you can look at, right? Obviously the second half starts are, uh, or lack thereof starting, uh, the second half petering out that they've been doing, uh, it's, it's tough to explain with just, it's more than just one reason, right? So, Obviously, the first half to the second half is a significant disconnect. They, I've told you before that they are first in EPA, expected points uh, added on uh, uh, in the first half of games. And in the second half, they are 32nd. So they are literally first to worst all in the course of one game. Uh, the biggest disconnect has to be the second half blues. So Steven on YouTube, converting first downs on first and second downs is something that you would like to see them make larger improvements in. And I thought there has been some progress with that in, in the last two weeks. Randy Hemberg says it's tough to watch. The second half certainly are tough to watch, but the first half uh, has been fantastic. And it's really kind of, it's it's really bizarre to see how these things go about. But I'm trying to look around and and see, okay, what what did I think I knew about this team that's not coming to fruition? And there's one thing that really pops up for me. Let me explain to you what that is here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is presented by Two Rivers Ford, the place that you go for guarantees. Unlike any other dealership, Two Rivers Ford 
is offering guarantees at a difficult time for any business to offer any kind of guarantees, especially when you have to wonder what interest rates will be in the future. That's not a concern at Two Rivers Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, Explorer, Ranger, Edge, Bronco Sport, Escape, or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. That means you can order your car now, lock in a great interest rate, for whenever it is that you start paying. It's just the kind of peace of mind that Two Rivers Ford offers. They will also, at Two Rivers Ford, give you $500 bonus cash on top of their already low prices. The best prices and guaranteed rates all at a locally owned dealership with non-commissioned salespeople. It's like the good old days are still here at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, the biggest disconnect that's kind of manifested for me, something that I thought that I... I knew heading into this season that has clearly not come to fruition. So what we looked at for all these different, what we looked at for all these different things um, in, in training camp and in preseason games was, okay, what, what can the offense do well without AJ Brown? Now they have not done well without AJ Brown. They don't have an ex- a source of explosive plays. They don't have a source, a real source of yards after the catch. Dontrell Hilliard and Derrick Henry in the NFL among individual players are their two best sources of yards after the catch. But right now, they are both they are both in the top 50, but they are 45 and 50th, Dontrell and then Derrick, 45 and 50th respectively. And so none of the wide receivers are really making those plays, and the running backs, you know, they can only do so much. And they are, you know, substantially behind a lot of these teams. In the AFC... They are second to last as far as as far as yards after the catch. The only team worse than them this season by a little over 100 yards is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who obviously have struggles of their own. So when I'm looking at ways that they can diversify the offense and things that haven't really manifested the way that I thought they should have, I watched the performance of Chigakonkwo on Sunday, as, as you all did, and I thought he was really, really good. Mike Vrabel talked about Chigakonkwo today, it's not Chig that I think it is is the disconnect. I'm going to explain more right after you hear from your head coach. What are some things you've seen from Chig out here in the practice field that put him in a position to get more opportunities yesterday? I mean, it just felt like, you know, just trying to find a way to, um, you know, take take advantage of some of the things that that we saw on film and you know, his, his skill set and, and trying to build on things that he's done in practice or through training camp. And, you know, he was able to, to take advantage of his opportunities. You said you challenged him last week to, to get a little bit more out of what he's doing. And he told me yesterday that he felt he played a little bit more clear. Is there a conversation that you had to, to free him up a little bit or to focus on something specific that allowed him to do that? Well, I just think it's <clears throat> a comfort level. You know, some of these guys playing – Playing in the NFL for just you know four weeks of the regular season and just different opponents and different schedule and how things change and learning new personnel. Um, you know, we just want these guys to make sure that they got a few things going through their mind when the play is called. You know, where do they line up? You know, what do I do um, versus this coverage? What do I do uh, versus this look? And then and then go play. You know, and that's what we're trying to teach them. And you know, I'm glad that he's starting to feel more comfortable and. You know, he, he finished in the run game. There was times where he was trying to finish through through the whistle and make sure that he was finishing longer than the guy with the ball. 
That's Mike Vrabel talking about Chickaconquo, who kind of, you know, started to see a larger role and took advantage of some opportunities. In fact, helped close out the game on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans in Indianapolis. But here's the disconnect to me. Um, the, the disconnect to me is the fact that Austin Hooper is not really a factor at all. Like, Jeff Swaim continues to play as many snaps as anybody on offense. Austin Hooper is something that we saw in training camp have a continuous and crisp connection with Ryan Tannehill. But so far, Ryan Tannehill, one, Hooper's not on the field as much as Swaim is. So it's clear that the coaching staff doesn't think that he does enough to beat Jeff Swaim out, which is an upset given how uh, last year's events went down. And looking at what he has done so far, Austin Hooper in this offense, he just he's not playing a ton of snaps. He played, uh, he's played, in fact, his snaps, his snap percentage has consistently gone down every week. 40, uh, 40 snaps in the opener to 28, to 24, to 20. So that's 62%, 50%, 41%. And 37% in this Titans offense of the percentage of snaps that he is taking. He has not been good enough, it seems, to stay on the field. He has five catches so far this season for only 48 yards. And he's really not been a focal point. He's only been targeted of the five catches that he's made. They, they tried to go to him in Buffalo a little more, but the game was clearly out of hand. He had five targets in Buffalo, but only caught one pass. He had two targets against the Giants, two against the Raiders, and only one, uh, which he did catch for a four-yard gain and I believe a first-down conversion this Sunday against the Colts. I, I've been surprised that Austin Hooper has been a complete non-factor, and I'd be curious your uh, reaction to that. We'll, we'll get into that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the place that you need to go to uh, get in on all the action to take the, the fight to Vegas this football season is Superbook Sports. You are not going to have, you're not working against some kind of crazy algorithm, no odds makers in different places, setting lines for American sports, just the best team of odds makers at the Superbook on the strip in Las Vegas. You're going head to head. They have lines up for every NFL game for the rest of the regular season. They have great odds boosts on both national and local teams. In fact, when you go to the Superbook app, there's a tab specifically for Tennessee teams. So you can bet on the Vols, get the best lines on the Titans and even the Preds coming up here very, very shortly. Superbook Sports is where you go for your first bet matched up to $1,000, whether it wins or loses. So download the Superbook Sports app today. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So the Hooper thing is uh, bizarre because I think, I you know, at this point, at this point, it seems like he's third on the on the uh, he's third in, on the depth chart. Christopher says Chig has all the upside, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, but you need somebody better than Jeff Swain. They're not getting enough from their tight end position, and you thought Hooper was going to be more than what he has been so far. Derek, but you know, I mean, I guess it's about keeping expectations relative. We thought that we saw good progress in the offseason. Apparently, it hasn't been a factor. Um, Hooper has been a factor in blocking. The Titans are a running football team. Therefore, the running backs will have the stats. Yeah, but it's, again, I say to you, his snap percentage is the better that they have done in the rushing attack, the less Austin Hooper plays, is my point. Like, his snap percentage has gone down from 62 at the start of the season to 37 as of last week. He has not played. Um, he has consistently played less and less snaps every week, and it's not lost on me that their rushing attack has gotten better. 
So you can't uh, you can't argue that, that that he has been a factor in the block in in the blocking scheme when they continue to not put him in there on blocking downs. In fact, they are actively keeping him off the field more and more because he's not a very good blocker. You know, Mike, Jeff Swaim is not a good blocker either, but Mike Vrabel continues to say, yeah, he's our best blocker, so he's going to play more snaps than anybody. It's uh, it's really, it's if I told you heading into this season, if I told any NFL fan that your biggest acquisitions on the offensive side of the football were 30-year-old Robert Woods and washed Austin Hooper, you would have said, yeah, this, this is about what you would expect. But I... I think that there was, I think that there was a enough progress, or I thought that there was enough progress in the offseason for he and Ryan Tannehill to have a legitimate connection. And uh, you know, since then, it just it hasn't materialized that way. Jackie Holbert says, confused why pay him a free agent contract and hype him up all offseason just to play the guy he was supposed to replace ahead of him. Well, listen, that's not, I mean, it's there's nothing confusing about it. He's not good enough to beat out Jeff Swain. And like the rest of the NFL didn't think Austin Hooper was much either because there were plenty of dudes who got better contracts than Austin Hooper. It's a one-year deal for a reason. He was wildly disappointing um, as a Cleveland Brown. And a lot of these same issues that he was having with the Browns are continuing to pop up. So, you know, you're working a lot of two two tight end sets anyway, but, you know, the two tight ends aren't the two tight ends you thought they were going to be. It's Swaim and Chig as opposed to Austin Hooper. In fact, less and less Austin Hooper each and every week. So at this point, I think that, uh, I think that there's a lot that you would, uh, Deshaun Washington says he's better than Swaim though. According to what, according to you, based on what evidence, like, I, I mean, you can think that, but he's not right now. It's like when it's like, we're going to talk about Josh Gordon. It's like when somebody tries to tell me that Josh Gordon is better than Cody Hollister. I'm going to read you some numbers on Josh Gordon and Cody Hollister in the last season that are going to make your jaw drop for how not true that is. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the coaching staff is obviously telling you, yeah, he's not better than Jeff Swain, so he's not going to play more than Jeff Swain. So whatever evidence you're basing that off of is incorrect or completely disconnected from what the coaching staff is telling you. And I'm not saying that they're right in every instance, but I would imagine they know their personnel better than we do. Uh, Stephanie Holland Coleman says, either Tannehill isn't trusted to not throw consistent interceptions or our receivers aren't, trusted for completing catches something's got to give them a nervous wreck when they come out of the locker room well what what's that based on they just don't throw the ball like that Stephanie like I think I think if they could have Ryan Tannehill what was his what was his uh completion percentage um let me pull it up on my uh, handy dandy stat book like I think if if Ryan Tannehill was 17 of 21 for 137 yards and two touchdowns every week they'd be fine like that's that's all they're looking for from him it's not a matter of lack of trust. Like they just don't, they run the football. Um, that's why they're the, you know, they're counterculture in the rest of the NFL because the rest of the NFL is putting up crazy passing numbers. And the types are like, nah, we're good to run it. You know, that's, that's how they're built. Ryan Tannehill is the complimentary piece there. It's got nothing to do with the lack of trust in the receivers or lack of trust in Tannehill. It's just not how they play. Um, you know, we're four years into this. I think most people should understand that by, by now. And not, I get that you get stressed in the second half. I totally understand that. But like, it's not any different than it's been the last four seasons with Ryan Tannehill as the uh, as the starter at quarterback. So why would why would that drastically change? Nothing. Nothing about the Tannehill situation has changed. Nothing about their trust in him. Nothing about you know the passing volume. They don't throw the football like that. They run the ball because they're built around Derrick Henry to do so. 
And that's just kind of, that kind of is what it is. Um, it's based on everything Tannehill has done. He, uh, uh, come on, Buck. He chokes. Um, well, yeah, but in the playoffs, his record is a, uh, regular season. I, I'm not disputing that he's been bad in the playoffs. There's no question at that point, um, at this point, but his regular season record is immaculate. Like he's the reason you have the opportunity to shit the bed in the playoffs. Now you shouldn't shit the bed in the playoffs, but you're there and you weren't getting there before consistently. So like, you know, you can't, you can't do, you can't cherry pick what you want to look at, right? Ryan Tannehill as the Titan starter has an, a, as good a record as anybody in professional football in the last four seasons. Um, but it's become predictable. Stephanie said, no, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with you, Stephanie, but like, uh, what, they're built this way. What do you want them to do? Like completely, uh, uh, I mean, they're going to strip down the roster next year, so it may not look different, but yeah, this is what they were built to do. And yeah. Okay. I mean, it's predictable. The, the difference, the only difference is you used to not be able to stop the predictability and now you can stop the predictability. Now you can at least snuff it out in the second half and, uh, and try and make it a game. Is this Tanny's last season under contract says Eric? Nope. He's got one more left. And honestly, I think, I think that Ryan Tannehill, you know, I think, uh, I think it would end. I think Ryan Tannehill probably ends up staying. I mean, Malik Willis is not better than Ryan Tannehill. I don't expect him to be markedly, you know, I don't, I, and it's nothing to do with Malik. It's just Malik needs more time. Um, Malik Willis is not going to be ready to be a starting quarterback by the time we get to the 2023 season. So maybe they find a better option out there on the market other than Ryan Tannehill that they don't have to get locked into a long term deal with and they can buy a little more time for Malik. But like, I think it's entirely possible that Tannehill is still the starting quarterback for this franchise next year. And I think, you know, they, while they were exploring off, it's their job to explore upgrades every season, but yeah, it's nonsense to think that Tannehill is any kind of a problem here. In fact, the only thing that you've done consistently well is Ryan Tannehill through four weeks. So I think a lot of that angst, uh, is misplaced and this is the situation that you have. Can we name a better option says Brian? Um, I, without knowing, uh, I mean, I can look up 2023 NFL free agents really quick and see whose contract uh, may become available. Top 25 NFL free agents in the 2023 prospective class. I mean, you know, theoretically, it could be Lamar, but you're not going to pay Lamar Jackson. Uh, Tom Brady is scheduled to be a free agent, but it's not going well for Brady in Tampa this year. Um, as I look at the other quarterbacks, I don't know that there's another guy in the top, like 25, for example, that would, I mean, Baker Mayfield is shitty. You don't want Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield looks horrendous out there. Ryan Tannehill is clearly and obviously better than Baker Mayfield at this point, which, you know, I think a lot of people would have a tough time coming to terms with, but those are the facts. Like anybody, anybody watching the Panthers this year understands that Baker Mayfield has been playing poorly and he wasn't playing that well in the last couple of years. So no, I don't think there's a better option out there. Um, Cam says Randy Thomas camp. What Randy, are you, are you just not watching professional football? I don't know if you're joking or not. I don't want to rip you, uh, Randy, if, if you're, if you're just being sarcastic, but like that, that's just ignoring the last four years of what the Cam Newton experience. He's not even, he doesn't have a job right now. He's in the NFL where quarterbacks are the most precious commodity ever. Um, he can't get a job and not even as a backup because Cam is washed, like flatly washed. Uh, draft quarterback and start over says MB. That's probably the best option. You know, I think, you know, I think that, uh, 
I think that there are going to be quarterbacks in this draft, and we'll see how they finish um, throughout the course of the. Uh, we'll see how they finish throughout the course of the season. Um, I think that uh, I think that there's a couple of different things that come into play, right? What is your draft pick? How deep is this quarterback draft class? It is deeper than last year, but how you know are the worst teams at the top? Do they have quarterbacks or do they need quarterbacks? Because obviously that's a thing that can significantly impact uh, the rest of the draft. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback one until further notice. And like, if you draft a better quarterback, then what's that say about Malik Willis? You just punting on Malik Willis? Maybe so, but he's not. He's not going to be good. He's not going to be ready by next year. Um, I don't. I don't think. Like, it's not going to look better. And and maybe you're willing to just say, okay, you know, if if they have to go season and not make the playoffs, and they just got to get Malik experience, and they can be good enough around Malik to make it interesting, but not be like really competitive, then okay. At some point, one of those seasons is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Sports is cyclical. Look at the Colts. They've been running the division for 20 years. All of a sudden they don't have Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck and they fall flat on their faces with six different quarterbacks in the last six years. And the Jags, you know, have done enough and done enough losing to amass enough talent where you get a decent coaching staff in there and they can turn it around. So I think that, uh, I think that, you know, at some point, the Titans are going to need a a reboot. This year is a big part of that at this point um, because of the circumstance with how many rookies were on the roster. I believe it was 11 to start the season, and still a lot of these rookies are playing right now. So that that class, this 2022 class, is going to factor in in a big way. It's just a question of you know how much further uh, progression-wise can the quarterback, the rookie quarterback, make before they need to make a difficult decision on the quarterback himself. Uh, hell with drafting another quarterback. Can we draft another offensive coordinator? Says Jeremy Graham. I, listen, I, don't, I don't really think Todd Downing's going to, going anywhere either. So you guys might as well just suck it up in the meantime. Um, Jay street says, why not pay Lamar? If you can imagine Lamar and Henry coming out of the backfield, you well, sure. It's a lovely, it's a lovely idea. But it's not going to happen. I mean, they have to pay Jeff Simmons north of $20 million a year next year. Um, We'll see if they pay Nate Davis and David Long. They've already paid Imani Hooker. You don't have the room on your salary cap for Lamar, who's probably going to cost somewhere between 40 and 50 million. You also have to keep in mind because a lot of these teams can like, you see a lot of these teams like the Rams. We've talked a lot about, for example, where they'll just say, you know, bleep the salary cap. We'll push, we'll push all the cap hits down the road. We'll get, you know, we'll get swallowed up by it eventually. But in the meantime, let's keep adding veteran players who we know can help us win right now. They'll bleep them draft picks, right? Uh, the difference between the Rams and the Titans, for example, is, well, the Rams can afford to do that. Stan Kroenke, who's one of the most uh, wealthy owners in all of professional sports internationally, Stan Kroenke, it's not his money. He has his own money, but Stan Kroenke married into the Walmart family. Like the Rams, think about this. The Rams are funded by Walmart, like one of the biggest enterprises in the entire country, if not the world. Walmart money is what built SoFi Stadium. Walmart money is what allows you to have the cash on hand to pay out these contracts because when you sign these contracts and you, you, know, you get a little crazy with how they're structured, you still have to have the guaranteed cash on hand. Like you have to have that in escrow, the ownership does, to be able to pay the players. Remember when Khalil Mack and, and Amari Cooper got traded from the Raiders because the because uh, Mark Davis is one of the most cash poor owners in all the NFL. 
Raiders couldn't afford to pay them the guaranteed money. They could have make it, made it work salary cap-wise, but they didn't have the guaranteed cash. The Titans are one of the most cash-poor organizations in the league. Um, that that's it's not you know it's not up for dispute right now. This is not a hugely cash-plus organization. They've done well to you know do things like host home playoff games, which can add additional revenue and continuing to play late in the season and more interest and jersey sales and all these different things. But yeah, they're not you know they again Walmart in the family now has two NFL franchises. Because uh, the Walton family just bought the Broncos for a cool four point six billion, like and and the the guy who's the lead owner can't even say Roger Goodell's name right. Like he has that much money, he just doesn't care to know how to pronounce the commissioner's name right as he celebrates the idea that he just bought the Broncos. And in the family also is the Los Angeles Rams, who have just won the Super Bowl. So like you gotta you gotta keep that in mind when you talk about these free agent contracts. You have to have that kind of money. Um, now I don't think that necessarily like, I don't think that factors in with the AJ situation, but when you get to Jeff and you know, the idea of a high priced veteran quarterback, it's just, it's not feasible. Um, it's not feasible by any stretch of the imagination. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about, a potentially an expanded role for Josh Gordon. Um, uh, and, uh, Tommy says, LOL. So this is all based on how well, not all of it, but yeah, it, it, a lot of it is based on how wealthy the owner is. That's kind of how these things go. Um, G-Man says, so no conflict with the Broncos Walton family ownership? No, they just keep they just keep buying teams. Right? <laughs> they got the money for it. It's not that deep. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, and and they they built the most they built the most expensive uh, most expensive um, stadium in in the history of American sports. They went like. Three million, three billion dollars more than what the projections on the Titan Stadium were, and this is like a couple of years ago. This is before construction costs and labor costs went through the roof. Um, the Jags owner is rich and they suck, says Mark Jones. Yes, that's true, but also they have the money. You know how Jacksonville they they do suck and they overpay free agents every year because they suck. You know why they can afford to pay free agents, overpay free agents because their owner is rich, so they can keep taking they can keep taking swings on this. They don't have to worry. I mean. You know, ideally, you wouldn't want to light that kind of money on fire. But yeah, that's what that, that's how the Jags continue to get cracks at this thing is because they do have more money, and so they can overpay Christian Kirk and uh, Brandon Scherf, the offensive lineman, and and a lot of these other players to come and pay. You know, they're paying the hey, we suck, but we'll pay you well luxury tax. They can afford to pay that luxury tax. The Titans are not an organization like that. Right now, it's, you know, all of your answers, all of the answers to your questions or every answer to all of your questions is money. That's how this works. Let's talk about an expanded role for Josh Gordon in this offense. Um, and the question that I would like to ask you is this. If Josh Gordon is to be called up as they figure out what to do with Traylon Burks, what are your expectations for him? Because I'm going to give you some numbers that are pretty shocking as far as the Josh Gordon experience is concerned. Because I was asked this question on uh, on the A to Z Sports Instagram uh, questions. Hang on, I need to grab my laptop charger real quick so the laptop doesn't die while we do the primetime show. Um, but what are your expectations for Josh Gordon? Should he be called up? We'll see what happens. Uh, they haven't made any determinations right now. But... There is a question about what can they do with him. So what are your expectations for Josh Gordon? We'll talk about it together. 
right after I tell you about the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with that Intel edge you know you need. Gary Ashton has the best information on the best properties in Middle Tennessee, bar none. They're the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, the official real estate agent of your boy. I got my dream address without the stress through the Ashton team over three years ago. Could not be happier about it. And I was put in a position to succeed with that Intel edge, just like you can at GaryAshton.com. So the Josh Gordon experience. Um, Here are some numbers on Josh Gordon and Cody Hollister, okay? Because I I wanted to look this up to make sure that I wasn't gaslighting people unnecessarily. Because every week since he's been on the roster, and that's fine. Like, it's my job to answer your questions, no matter how many times I got to answer them. Um. And and this is this is you know the Josh, Josh Gordon being a uh, a thing that exists in the scope of the Tennessee Titans where there are questions about the wide receiver. Again, it's my job to answer those questions. So let me give you the numbers on Josh Gordon the last time that he like really played because he's played he played in the Raiders and Bills game, but he hardly played um, any you know he didn't play any snaps of real consequence. They were just looking to get him some reps, and they didn't even call him up on Sunday against the Colts. So his last season, he was out of league in 2020. 2021, he was on he was on the Chiefs. He played in 12 games for the Chiefs. He started seven. So 12 games, you would think, okay, that guy's got to be getting at least some production um, on the field, especially with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. You would be wrong. In, in fact, Reed, do the math for me on this. If he is playing in 12 games, and he catches only five passes, how many catches per game is Josh Gordon making in his last season as a player regularly on the actual, on the NFL roster? Because he had, in 12 games, he had five catches for 32 yards. He did have a touchdown, but nothing of consequence. Think about that. In 12 games with Patrick Mahomes, he only got five catches. That's shocking to me. So when you look at the situation for Josh Gordon, uh, point. Uh, so I've got point four and I've got point oh four. That's a big difference. Um, but point four, I believe Tyler Stone has an extra, uh, an extra zero in his because, uh, like I said, there's a big difference between point four and point oh four. But uh, the situation. So it's it's not even less than one catch. It's less than a half a catch a game in twelve games. So. Um, that is, it's the Randy Hemberg answers accurately. Not many. Yeah, not, not many 0.4 catches per game. So, uh, you can't tell me on planet earth that he's not better than Hollister says the distinguished gentleman. Well, let me on this very planet on this very day, evening, hour, minute in the year of, uh, of, uh, of the Corona 2022. Let me read you the numbers for Cody Hollister. And I, uh, uh, Brian asks how many targets. So he was targeted um, only 14 times. So Mahomes just flatly didn't wasn't interested in looking at him. Threw him five. Uh, he only caught five of the 14 catches, which is a really really low percentage of catch rate. In fact, it's the he he had one year where he was worse. Uh, in 2018, he only caught 33.3 percent of his passes. Last year, 35.7 or only caught 33.3% of his targets 
uh, last year caught 35.7% of his targets. So that is the uh, that is the situation for him. Now, shall I read you Cody Hollister's 2021? So he had one less catch than Josh Gordon. Uh, does anybody, in fact, producer Reed, um, <laughs> producer Reed, why don't you come to the camera and tell me if if Josh Gordon, uh, if Josh Gordon had twelve targets and five catches, and I tell you that Cody Hollister had four catches, how many targets do you think Cody Hollister had? Ooh, Cody Hollister, I'm gonna say had nine targets. He had seven. Okay. Uh, if Josh Gordon had 12 targets and five catches in 12 games, how many games? And by the way, jo- uh, Cody Hollister had one more yard than Josh Gordon for what it's worth, 33 yards to 32. If Josh Gordon played in 12 games and started seven, how many do you think Cody Hollister played in uh, for the Titans last year? Oof, that's a great question. And with the Titans injury situation, you would like to think more so I'm going to say they played in the same amount of games, though, but Cody Hollister started one more. No. Uh, no. Cody Hollister played in three games. Oh, wow. <laughs> three games. Thank you for your good work, Producer Reed. Back to the uh, back to the shadows for that. He played in three games. So in three games, Cody Hollister was more productive than Josh Gordon was with Patrick Mahomes in 12. Like, think about that. I'm not trying to make Cody Hollister a thing. I'm trying to stop you from making Josh Gordon a thing because it's just not there at this point in his career. And like, I'm not out here trying to beat down on Josh Gordon. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. I'm trying to get your expectations relative to what Josh Gordon is at, at this point in his career. Josh Gordon played in nine more games than Cody Hollister. Josh Gordon caught only one more pass in those 12 games than Cody Hollister did in an offense that doesn't throw the ball for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Josh Gordon received more targets in those 12 games, just because you would think he would have to, but caught a, a lesser percentage of the passes that he was thrown. 35 and cha- 35% and change to Cody Hollister's 57%. It is, um, it's just, it's silly. It's silly at this point that Josh Gordon uh, is being thought of as somebody who needs a larger role in the offense. If he mattered in any way of consequence, he would be playing right now. That's how it goes. Uh, uh, The distinguished gentleman says, but come on, Buck. We all know that Kelsey, Hardman, Hill, Pringle were there. No targets to even get. That's not the point. It's it's one of the pass-heaviest offenses in football with one of the best quarterbacks in the sport. And the best quarterback in the sport, he may be the best quarterback in the sport. Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes right now are neck and neck with uh, Aaron Rodgers somewhere in between. Um, you mean to tell me that the best he can do is five catches for 32 yards in 12 games? I don't I don't care. You're, the justification is nonsense. The justification is utter nonsense. Now, Brian asks a good question. So Josh Gordon was a better option than Will Fuller. Apparently. Now he's probably a cheaper option than Will Fuller. And think about it, Will Fuller. Um, Will Fuller is not getting a job from any other NFL team, so there's clearly something going on there that uh, makes NFL teams. And I don't know the answer to that question. Um, so the reality is, yeah, the answer is not on the your your. The, there's because I saw somebody bring up uh, you. You've never given us uh, 
I've never given you guys my opinion on a fix um, for this situation. That's because I don't see one on the roster. I don't see one in free agency. I don't see one. I don't see them doing something via trade that would make a difference. So, you know, I can give you the answer, but it's an offseason question. Um, it's got nothing to do with the fact that we're only four games into the season and you need those corrections right now. So I think uh, I think you need to keep that in mind. Um, you know, I try not to I'm not trying I'm trying not to do draft talk right now at this point because it's still the NFL season. Um and, you know, there will be conversations had for that. My job is to figure out what can they do right now. And the answer is uh, hope the running game gets better and hope that the, 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 the tight ends can continue to continue to get better. Um, Chris Bynes says, if I'm J-Rob, I'm blowing up Odell's cell phone every day. So I, I don't think that Odell Beckham Jr. is a thing here. Um, uh, it's just he doesn't fit what they want to do. I don't disagree that he would be a better option than than some of the guys that they have. But like he'll be, he's supposed to be ready to play next month. But ready to play doesn't mean that he's going to be totally like good. He's not. It's not Madden. He just you know he doesn't just miraculously feel better after an ACL tear, uh, the second ACL tear. Um, he's you know he'll be available at that point for a team to sign him. But I think he either ends up back with the Rams or on the Bills. Uh, now, I saw a, a report from Josina Anderson yesterday, I believe, to the effect of, yeah, he's he's willing to listen to anywhere where he feels loved. But, like, this organization just shipped A.J. Brown off because he wanted to be loved too much. You think they're going to go out of their way for Odell Beckham Jr. in his 30s coming off his second ACL tear? Of course not. He's, and Odell don't want to come here to block for Derrick Henry. Odell wants to, you know, go win a Super Bowl and catch touchdown passes. Um, another team will probably sign Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not saying that the Titans shouldn't look at it. I'm just saying that it's, it doesn't, it's not, it does not fit anything about what they would want at this point. Um, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, it's something that we can t- continue to talk about until he signs with another team. Um, Derek R says Odell should come here if he wants another ring. I mean, they've got like a 0.9% chance to win the Super Bowl right now based on all the advanced metrics. And, you know, it's way too early in the season to make those kind of determinations. But yeah, there's a lot of different things there that, uh, that are problematic about the idea of adding Odell Beckham Jr. Even though I think that it would, even though I think that it would help make their receiving core better. I just don't think this is the place where he would get used. And nobody's going to be more aware of that than Odell and the people that negotiate his next contract. Um, so what are my expectations for Josh Gordon? Not much, you know, not not much. I think yeah, if he's out there, he's going to be expected to run block. If the quarterback gets more time with him, he'll continue to he'll continue to make progress and maybe receive targets. But like I said, if he can't do it with Patrick Mahomes, what makes anybody think that he's going to be able to do it with Ryan Tannehill? I just I don't I don't think that's a realistic approach. Uh, LA Rams got, uh, a, got sold on fool's gold. Allen Robinson. <laughs> okay. Well, that's foul. Um, Lamar, I, I can't speak from experience. I don't know what your, uh, what's your level of, uh, uh, what your level of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know how big of a, uh, uh, a sex worker aficionado you are, Lamar. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine that there's, uh, I don't even know what to do with that. Producer Reed, what are you doing? What are you, what, why are you starring that for, to bring my attention to that? When you know, there's that, that's just, that's dropping a dead fish in my lap is what you've just done. 
excellent work by you. All right. Uh, Danny Sutherland says, careful, Buck. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I could have, I'm sure there's a million different jokes I could have made, but also, you know, that's not, uh, that's not, this is probably not the platform to do it. Anyway, let's do a gone viral video and let us discuss this next question on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. How much money would it take for you to get hit, to take a hit from a fully padded NFL linebacker? Because for those of you who did not see it, this occurred uh, for free, not for money, but for free in the Monday night football game last night. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch how much money would it cost uh, for you to get uh, for take for you to take a hit from a fully padded NFL linebacker. We'll talk about it together. Uh, do I have pads on? Says Morgan. No, you do not. You do not have pads on. You have to be pad less uh, in this circumstance. The linebacker gets to have full pads and a helmet on. How much money is that going to cost? Mark Jones just says a cool autograph. Mark, you're, you're, I'm not, I'm not here to question your intelligence levels, Mark, but also like, stop it. <laughs> a cool autograph. No, it's, and like, what, what even like Mark's out here asking for an NWI autograph to take a hit from Bobby Wagner in full pads. No, that's nonsense. That's, that's crazy to me. A thousand dollars with medical bills covered a thousand dollars, a hit, uh, light me up, bring the salts. 10 grand Morgan, at least with a reasonable, uh, a realistic number. I think you guys are doing this shit for a thousand dollars. I mean, <laughs> listen, I don't know whatever Puka with an appropriate answer. $50,000 is probably right. Um, you guys are doing this for a grand. Are you kidding me? Stop it. You're out of your mind. Like I listen, I don't, I don't know what everybody's financial situations is, but a, a, a thousand, like a thousand dollars is not, is not a lot of money at all it's it, it's i mean it's barely it's not even a mortgage payment for most people a thousand bucks so you're 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 willing to you're willing to have life altering issues uh health issues <laughs> um <laughs> for a thousand dollars you guys are you guys are nuts uh bald and bearded says free just to show how soft the hits are now <laughs> well you can ask you can ask this guy who got a face full of Bobby Wagner in the middle of the Monday night football game how soft uh, the NFL linebacker hits are right after I tell you about the fine folks at True Math Fitness where you can start your fitness journey today. Your first class is free at TrueMathFitness.com. That's the place that you can go to get back on track or to just get started. It's so simple because you can do their classes with any level of fitness. They will make sure that you are put in a position to feel great afterwards, to make sure you feel the rewards of the different kind of boot camp style classes that they offer. They also have personal training and an open gym concept for you to use as you like. You can find out more about their membership levels at truemathfitness.com and also sign up for your first class free. Uh, I took $1,000 and made 50K on AMC and GME. Uh, is that AMC and GME? I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I also have a stock portfolio, but I'm not familiar with, uh, with the AMC and GME, um, uh, whatever you call the, whatever you call those things. I, I can't think of the, the term right now. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says no dollar value. I wouldn't, he would never tackle this granny. Um, 15 K says Orlando, John, guys, you got, you guys are settling for so little, <laughs> Did they show the hit on TV? I didn't see it. Well, if they didn't show it to you on TV, we've got it for you here. 
Did he tear his ACL? Oh, yeah. He's still going. Oh, Unbelievable. That dude who, uh, you know, I thought I didn't know if it was a gender reveal or he was protesting something in particular because he had some kind of website on his shirt. Um, but the uh, uh, he did that for free. I don't know how much money it would cost you guys to take a hit from a fully padded. And he didn't even get he didn't even get hurt, hurt that badly. Orlando Jones, though, points out on the first video that one security guard blew his knee out. Yeah, let's watch the video again. Watch the guy. Not closest to the protester in the first video, but further back towards the top of your screen. It's honestly as soft a hit as Bobby Wagner, I think, is capable of doing. But he did have full pads on and a helmet. So <laughs> how much money uh, would it uh, would would be satisfactory for you um, for me to get hit by an NFL linebacker? Like, what would be difference-making money? It's a good question. It would have to be north of a million dollars. Like, it would have – I'm not I'm not doing it for anything less than uh, – than, uh, than seven figures at that point. I have no, I, I, I don't need, I, I don't, I don't need it like that. I don't want it like that. I'm not terribly interested in getting hit at all. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that the situation for, uh, for me anyway, it has to be easily seven figures. There is 0% chance I would do it for anything less. And even then, uh, even then I would not, even then I would not, I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would do it for for a million dollars. Uh, raise the pot, says, <laughs> says Linda. Linda. You're trying to see me get lit up on an NFL sideline. That would not be an ideal situation. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that if if we if many people would raise the money just to uh, watch me get hit, maybe we could do that for charity. It would be a tough scene. Um, Stephen 1986 says enough to take your girlfriend out. Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on what kind of mood she's in, how much that would cost me. So, you know, day, day to day, I don't, again, I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think the money, I don't think the money is, uh, is, is still enough at that point. Will Compton versus, but yeah, but Will's barely an NFL linebacker anymore. Like there's a difference between all pro 99 Madden rating, uh, 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 uh Bobby Wagner and my guy, Will, who looks like a, he took a, a mirror picture before this Falcons workout today. And in one of these compression shirts, he looks like, I mean, he looks like what I would look like if somebody put a compression shirt on me. Uh, and Will and I are about, Will and I are the same size. Like, I don't even think Will would move me that much. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a small person, but Will's not like that big for an NFL linebacker. I'm six foot two, 200 and we're, we were 218 this morning. Um, Will probably is basically the same height and weight at this point. So I don't think that, uh, I mean, yeah, Will knows that Will's an NFL has been an NFL linebacker for 10 years, but like, you know, Bobby Wagner is substantially bigger than me. Um, Will is, you know, Will, I think I could even keep it at arm's length. I think I could stiff arm Will. Maybe we'll try that one time for charity. Somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, maybe me and maybe Will, who knows? 
Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're hanging out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Mike Vrabel will speak to the media. We'll get you started for the Commander's Week. Talk a lot about the Titans and that game as well. Also, Tennessee making a big trip down to Baton Rouge, a top 25 game. Will be a great time, certainly. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and I will see you tomorrow on the radio, if not on primetime tomorrow night. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's right. it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. <laughs>